Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Hello, I'm Nick, legendary English hero and lovely human being. People often ask when and how my fantastical adventures began, and my reply is always the same. Willikins, I say, tell this person when and how my fantastical adventures began. And then Willikins gets all grumbly and sighs like, you know how he is. Anyway, I'm not here to praise nor bury Willikins, though I do have a delightful story about burying him alive that I must remember to tell you about some other time. I'm here to present this fresh new adaptation of my tired old origin story. It was originally told on the Sarcastic Voyage podcast in 21 parts, which would be like four series on a British telly. It all began in what I like to call Episode 1. We begin our tale in a small flat in London. Our hero, Nick, is doing his drawings. Gosh, I sure do like doing my drawings then, don't I? Hello, what's this? It must be the Chinese I ordered. Are you Nick? Yes! Are you the Chinese I ordered? Sir, I'm here representing the estate of your dead uncle, Lord Fauntleroy Britishman. I've never heard of the chap. Where's my Chinese? Sir, you have inherited a considerable sum from your recently deceased relative. What's all this then? What was this bloke doing? We're bringing in uh, an important piece of inherited property. The rest of your vast holdings or your family property at Nicole. Are you telling me that I'm wealthy? That I don't have to live in this tiny flat doing my drawings now, Moors. That is precisely what I am telling you. And what's in this giant crate? I couldn't say, sir. Um, my instructions were to deliver the crate to you and obtain your signature. Oh, of course. There you are, then. You've drawn me a picture of your face in crayon. That's right. I don't suppose I could expect a... Uh, Gratuity, then. What, yeah? A small token to indicate that you're pleased with the service that I have given. Well, I am smiling in the drawing. Look. (laughs) Very well. All right, then, giant crate. Let's see what you've got in of you. Oh, it's a man, isn't it? Rather, sir. Who is the mysterious stranger in the crate? What thrilling adventures will he take young Nick on? Find out in next week's exciting installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Well, it's obviously Willikins. We said it right in the title. What kind of cliffhanger is that? Episode 2 In our last episode, our hero Nick was informed of his inheritance of a large sum of monies. And also, a man in a box. What's all this? It would appear, sir, that you are the last surviving member of the once legendary Nick dynasty. That's right. Wait, what? Yes, and as such, you receive all rights, privileges, and other such sundry items as bequeathed by your great uncle, including me, Reginald W. Willikins III, your manservant. Well, I own you? Well, technically, I'm an employee. Who delay? I own a human being. Do you have any tricks? Uh, do I, I... I beg your pardon, sir. Like, like, uh, what do you do, exactly? I, I cook, I clean, general butlery things. I cooked a sumptuous banquet for the crown heads of Europe. Well, can you sing? What? Can you sing? 
Or what a person what sings. I hardly think. Look, Willikins, I own you and I want you to sing. Do do da do do do. Well, to start, I guess. But the start of what? When will we get to those thrilling adventures I was talking about last time? Tune in next week when you'll hear Willikins say... <sighs> Episode 3. We join young Nick as his butler Willikins brings him home to Nick Hall, ancestral home of his family. Are we? Uh, this is Nick Hall, sir, the ancient and revered home of your ancestors. As the last in the Nick bloodline, you're its lord. Oh, what's that? It's a kestrel, sir, a type of bird. Never mind a bloody kestrel. What's this? Uh, it's a lemur, sir, the mightiest. And of... that fellow? Uh, it's a koala bear, sir, indigenous to Australia. This place has got quite a lot of animals about, doesn't it? Two of each, sir. I believe you'll find it's the biggest private zoo since Noah. What's the cost of all this, then? No man can say. Blimey. Who are these people outside the gate, then? Those are your serfs, sir. Oh, I own these people, too? Uh, no. It's a delicate class-based system that's been in place since medieval times, sir. The hierarchy relies on an elaborate... No, 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 no. I own them. And you. I, I think you'll find that... Look, you have to do whatever I tell you, right? <sighs> Rather, sir. Well, uh, then that basically makes you my slave. Uh, bark like a dog. I beg your pardon, sir? Bark like a... Doug. Bark. Delightful! Now, seeing as we have two of every animal, I want you to cook one of each of them in a big pot. <sighs> you heard me, I want Animal Kingdom stew. Chop, chop. <sighs> Very good, sir. Will Willikins bow to his master's mad wishes? Does the preparation of soup, no matter how elaborate that soup might be, really count as an adventure? Find out in next week's exciting installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 4 When we last left our heroes, they were caught in the depths of another exciting adventure. By which I mean one of them was making soup. Oh, blimey, this is an exciting adventure, isn't it? Rather, sir. I particularly treasured the singular sensation of your prized panther biting down on my testicles. Oh, you did carry on a bit. I thought you'd never stop screaming. That was the sound of my last shred of dignity escaping, sir. The two do rather sound similar. Right, enough fraternizing with the help. Is my soup done yet? Just finishing now, sir. I was rather surprised at how long it takes to boil a unicorn horn. Oh, you'll know better for next time, won't you? As this was the last unicorn on the planet, I find that highly unlikely. Ah, here we are. Animal Kingdom soup, sir. Made from every animal in existence. Yeah, the a loo. I'm terribly sorry, sir. I'm afraid I must have misheard you. Bung. It. Down. La. Lou. What part didn't you follow? Where to begin? Oh, I'm tired of that now, Willikins. Now I want you to make me a pizza. Well, I suppose I Hamburger. Could... I could probably make you a pizza and a hamburger. I'm sure we have at least half a cow left. No, 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 no. You're not listening, Willikins. I want a pizza and burger. Now, I'm going into the parlour to work on my drawings. I'll expect dinner in two shakes. What the hell is a shake? Will Willikins make the pizza hamburger? How much cow does he have left? What will Nick draw?
drawer drawer. Is that how you pronounce it? Tune in next week when you'll hear Willikins say... Uh, Episode V. Oh, uh, five. When we last left our heroes, not a whole lot was going on. Also, the use of the word heroes in this context is highly suspect. Anyway, some stuff happened involving soup and pizza hamburgers and... Well, who the hell knows what else. And something tells me it's just going to go on and on and on like that. You know what? I'm invoking my omniscient narrator powers here. Let's jump ahead a bit. Three years ought to do it. Blimey, Willikins, I can't believe you've been butlering for me for 78 fortnights now. Yes, sir, the time has simply flown by. It has, hasn't it? The truly remarkable thing is how very little of consequence has happened in all that time. Oh, I mean, uh, there was the time I rescued Prince Henry from a rampaging gorilla. I believe you'll find it was Prince Harry, sir. There is no Prince Henry. Also, you didn't so much rescue his lordship as you did call off the very ape you had set upon him in the first place. That's right. Delightful memory I shan't soon forget, sir. Uh, Willikins? Sir? Who's that little old lady what's sitting at that table over there? I beg your pardon, sir. The uh, the elderly lady on the other side of the hall. Has she always been there? That, sir, is your good great-aunt Petunia. I'm certain I introduced you to her upon your arrival here some three years ago. Say it right. <sighs> pardon me, sir, some 78 fortnights ago. See, it's better that way, isn't it? As to your original question, however, your good great-aunt Petunia has lived here at Nick Hall with you this entire time. She is, I believe, 178 years old. Blimey, it seems rather odd that I never noticed her before now. Well, sir, what with all the soup-making and gorilla attacks and one thing and another... You're right, Willikins. It's time to stop beating yourself up over your negligence and move on. Ever forward, that's my motto. Actually, sir, your motto is emblazed on the family crest of Nick Hall. It's there over the fire. The motto is, since the last set of changes you imposed, Excelsior True Believers in it. Never mind that, Willikins. I'm just going to walk over here and talk with this apparent relative of mine. I do wish you'd stop describing every move you make to me in excruciating detail, sir. I can clearly see that's what you're doing. And now I'm here at the other side of the room, aren't I? Hello, good great aunt Petunia. You look like you have something to say, do you? What shocking secrets does good great aunt Petunia hold? Will Willikins be forced to change the family crest again? Was three years not enough time to jump forward? Find out in the next time-passingly adequate installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 6 Last time, you'll remember three years passed as if in an instant, because I am your narrator, and the narrator is God. Also, Nick met his elderly aunt, or some damn thing. We now join our story already in progress. And now I'm here on the other side of the room, aren't I? Hello, good great aunt Petunia. You look like you have something to say. Do you? Oh, Nick, you have grown since when I first saw you. Yes, that was about ten seconds ago. Oh, you've become a striking young lad, isn't you? As you finally become a powerful barrister like what I had intended for you. Oh, good great Aunt Petunia. But I have been working on my drawings. Look at this one. It's a cat, isn't it? Look at the whiskers. Oh, <gasps> a drawing? That's no great occupation for a Nick. 
Next up, we've got great men of power. Barristers, lords, Welshmen, lorry drivers, fishing chipsmen. No good great nephew of mine shall be a barrister. -er -er. I think you mean artist, good great aunt Petunia. Don't you tell me what I think. Willikins! Ah, uh, you screeched, madam. Willikins, I told you on my deathbed that you must raise Nick to be a proper lord of Nick Hall and must be trained in the Nick way. Madam, you haven't left your deathbed in over 17 years. It's all right. I'm in my deathbed because I'm dying, isn't I? Only in the sense that we are all dying, madam, slowly, over years, until we pray that it will finally take us into that sweet oblivion. What? And so you must take Nick to the colonies, as is my dying request. And there he must be trained to be a man of breeding and charm. Enough of this drawing, silliness. The colonies? Oh, delay, I shall become a proper drawer with teaching such as those. Very well, madam, if that is your final request. It is. But for one more, come closer. Uh, yes, madam. Closer. Uh, Yes? You must service me sexually. Well, that's disgusting, isn't it? What awaits Nick and Wilkins in the colonies? Will Nick become a real gentleman, or will he live his dream of becoming a drawer? What new display of power will your almighty narrator display? Pray to me, and all will be revealed on the next episode of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins, where you'll hear Willikins say... Uh... Episode... Oh, seven. Episode seven. And in those feet... wonder if that... Oh, God, they're not... In ancient times... <clears throat> Sir... Walk upon England's mountain green. Sir? And was the holy lamb of God on England's pastures. Oh, hello, Willikins. Sir? Well, this is awkward, ain't it? Rather, sir. Oh, Willikins. Oh, that was a lovely bit of Roger in it was. Ooh, I haven't been saying like that since my O-levels. Uh, rather, Mum. Good great Aunt Petunia, how could you? And for that matter, what did you? I've never been quite clear on this whole intercourse business. Oh, young Nick, this is a subject which should have been taught to you in university or in hospital. And this young Nick is why you must venture to the colonies. Pardon? It was my adventure in the worlds of America... At the turn of the last century, they brought me to womanhood. Teddy Roosevelt is a generous lover, young Nick, and quite the rough rider, if you get my meaning. Not even a little bit. In any event, young Nick, you must cross the Atlantic and become a man, as all residents of Nicole have done before you. Well, couldn't I just ask Willikins? Well, you could ask, sir. It's the colonies for the both of you, and that's the end of it. Very well, then. Willikins, pack my things. By which I mean the entire all. I don't want to be without a single thing on our colonial adventure. Off we go, apparently. Off they go, apparently. Episode 8. Last time, you'll remember, something utterly horrible happened. Oh, yeah. Ah, it's right in there. 
And then that stopped, thank God, and Nick and Willikins left for the colonies. Well, Willikins, here we are in the far-off colonies of America. Actually, sir, I believe you'll find we're at the bus stop. Oh, well. Willikins, here we are at the bus stop. Yes, sir, and a very nice one it is, too. I believe I am sitting in one I can only pray is gum. Well, that should teach you not to sit, shouldn't it? You must always be on guard in case I am in need of something. And are you, sir? No, but I suspect I shall be in a minute, and you must be prepared. I shall stand ever prepared. Willikins. Sir? Why are we at the bus stop? I was led to believe that I would have at least one car, or an horse-drawn coach, or a lorry. Your good great-aunt was very adamant about you acting as the common people do. Really? Yes, sir. Well... Bugger that for a game of soldiers, Willikins. Walk back home and get my most expensivest car. The Rolls Royce, sir? Anything more expensive? Ah, uh, very good, sir. The jewel-encrusted Rolls Royce. I suppose it shall have to do. Very well, sir. I shall return about half an hour. Oi, Willikins! Sir? Where are you going? Uh, to go and get the car, sir, like you just told me to? Ah, uh, no, 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 you aren't. What am I to do to entertain myself? I can think of any number of suggestions involving various parts of your anatomy and the insertions of one into another, but I doubt that's what you have in mind, sir. I want you to go fetch the car, but I want you to call me on the mobile telly while you do it. Very good, sir. And I want you to sing for me. <sighs> what shall I sing, sir? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Surprise me. Must I think of everything, Willikins? Perish the thought. Very well, sir. I shall call you presently. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. How long will Nick have to wait at the bus stop? Will Willikins find the car? Will years of intense therapy and medication allow me to forget the events of the last episode? Find out next week on the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 9. Last time, in perhaps the most eventful episode yet, our heroes made it as far as the bus stop. Then Nick sent Willikins back for the car. We joined their cell phone telephone conversation already in progress. La, la, la. Sir, are you even paying attention? Sir? Hello, who's this? It's Willikins, sir, your long-serving manservant. I wasn't talking to you. I know who you are. Well, good. I'm glad that's all sorted, then. I was talking to this disgusting little dog, what I have found here at the bus stop. I beg your pardon, sir. A little dog. Sir, I'm aware of what a dog is. My confusion comes from why on earth you'd bring yourself into direct contact with a stray animal. It could be filled with all manner of diseases. Rabies, scabies, cholera, chicken pox, turkey pox, kestrel pox, the bends, feline leukemia, space madness. Hello, little mangy dog. I shall call you Willikins. Sir, don't you think that'll be confusing? Not for me, it won't. Well, you are, of course, the very centre of the universe, sir. This is what I've been saying, innit? Sir, I think you'll find I was being sarcastic then. What's that, then? Pardon, sir? And what you just said, uh, sarcastic. What is that exactly? You seem to do a lot of it. Sir, sarcasm was invented at Cambridge. I find it rather insulting for an Englishman of your breeding not to realise this. Ah, uh, you don't care about Cambridge at all, do you, Willikins? You're an Oxford man. Sir, I believe that may be the most insulting thing you've ever said to me, and one time you actually called me father. Oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Willikins here. Ah, ah, ah. 
fetching my auto? Yes, sir. That is in fact what I'm doing right now. It's a 17 mile walk back to Nick Hall from the bus stop. You left five minutes ago! Quillikins, you're so lazy! I do hope you're still addressing the dog, sir. Now, you, laziest butler in England. <laughs> you're a good boy, Willikins. Now I shall scratch your barely. Will Willikins finally snap and murder Nick? Whose belly does Nick intend to rub? Is he truly the center of the universe? Find out in the next painfully British installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode X. Ten, ten, ten. Last time, you'll remember, young Gadabout Nick adopted a mangy little dog, which, in a fit of creativity, he named Willikins. Meanwhile, Willikins, the butler, not the dog, was fetching the car for Nick and Willikins. The, the dog, not the... Man, this is confusing. Not to me. Fine. And then this happened. Who's a good Willikins? You are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <coughs> Don't argue with me, Willikins. You're almost worse than Willikins. Here you are, sir. One extremely expensive automobile encrusted with jewels. You'll also notice the fine silk seat belts. Is this rich Corinthian leather, Willikins? <coughs> Not you. Better, sir. It is, in fact, the cured skin of the late actor, Ricardo Montalban. The man what used to work at the post office? Yes, sir. The man who used to work at the post office. Ah, oh, oh, well, mm, comfortable, ain't he? Quite, sir. Are you quite sure you want to keep that diseased mongrel? The hounds of Nick Hall are the finest breeds and pedigrees. This little fellow appears to be... I believe the correct term is seeping. Willikins, I have explained this to you over and over. I love Willikins. If you don't like Willikins, Willikins, that is your problem and not mine. Ain't that right, Willikins? Very good, sir. I shall put a tarp down on the back seat. That's all right, Willikins. I've already spread out your jacket back there for him. <sighs> Willikins, where are we going? We're off to the tiny village of Offpinshire on Glen, sir. Your family kept a small villa there from which we can book passage on a ship to Europe and from there to the rest of the colonies. Oh, why aren't we there now? It is on the other side of the country, sir. Willikins, we live in England. It doesn't take more than three minutes to get anywhere. Even I know that and I am fantastically intelligent. We are taking the scenic route. Oh, very good. Thank you, sir. Not you. Willikins just spit up on your jacket in a most artistic fashion. It was lovely. Uh, sir, I... Bloody hell, Willikins, what did you do? It appears, sir, that the jewel-encrusted hood of your car is caved in, crushing its solid gold engine. Uh, is that all? Uh, we'll just have to get some more petrol. Perhaps that abandoned, mist-covered castle has some. Castle, sir? Uh, that one over there, Willikins. Do you think I own it? Whose castle have our heroes discovered? Is it Nick's? Is that even likely? And what of Willikins? The little dog, not... Damn it! What? What is the problem? <sighs> Find out on next week's stirring episode of the adventures of Nick and Willikins. I don't understand why everyone has such a problem with this. Episode 11. Oh, God. Oh, God, that intro is so loud. Last time... 
Last time, kids, your uncle narrator had a bad day and drowned his sorrows in a few too many cocktails. And now he's not really feeling up to this whole narrating business, but he's here. He's here, ready to go. Because he's a professional. Hang on a minute. I thought this was supposed to be about my adventures. And to a lesser extent, the adventures of Willikins here. <sighs> Still not talking about you. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't have the patience for more of this nonsense. So then Nick's little dog, the one he named Willikins, ran away. Forever. Blimey, Willikins, come back! Now, you little bastard, go have an adventure quietly while I sleep this off. I think you were approaching a castle or something. Bloody hell, who does he think he is bossing me around like that? A question I find myself asking with alarming frequency, sir. This won't do at all. Willikins, I want you to go find Willikins. Sir, I do believe our narrator god has, mercifully in my opinion, erased the mangy cur from existence. No, 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 no. He's just run off. I'm sure you can find him. Where do you suggest I look, sir? You shall look everywhere. You shall go on till the end. You shall look in France. You shall look in the seas and oceans. You shall look with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. You shall find my little dog, whatever the cost may be. You shall look on the beaches, you shall look on the landing grounds, you shall look in the fields and in the streets, you shall look in the hills, you shall never surrender. That's quite an original sentiment, sir. Thank you, Willigans, I wrote it myself. Just now, because I'm so bloody brilliant. Now, off you go, find that dog. Very good, sir. And now I shall enter this mysterious castle alone. I should have knocked, but there's never anyone home in these bleeding castles, am I right? I mean, who are these people? Hey, hey, Nick! Nick! Oh, delay! Is that British legend Stephen Fry? Nick, can I ask you something? Well, I don't know, Stephen Fry. I was going to explore this mysterious castle here. No, Nick, please. I really need to talk to you. Can we go in here? What, into that room what appears to be a medieval torture chamber? You want to ask me a question in there? Who can answer better than you? Well, I am a bloody genius, which is a fact that we have established previous to now. All right, Stephen Fry, I shall join you in that dank pit of horrors. Well? Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. In our last episode... Ah, bullshit. You know, last time, a bunch of stuff happened and it was really awesome. If you missed it, it's your own damn fault. I can't be held responsible if you're just not going to pay attention. Jeez. Hello, Stephen Fry. I lost track of you when you went into this here dungeon thing. Hello. Oh, hello. Cool, you're bloody idiots, aren't you? Can I help you, strange invading English person? Yes, well, I was just looking for Stephen Fry. I found myself unable to resist his melodious voice. Yes, many find the Stephen's voice to have that effect. I once heard it described as having one's rod worked over with a velvet glove full of jam. Oh, well, that's nice. For him? If you would like to wait for the Stephen here in the study, I'm sure he'll be along presently. This is the study? 
It looks like a dungeon to me. Yes, well, to the average urchin in off the street, I suppose it would. You know, I'm no urchin. I just happen to be the lost of the great family of Nick, I does. Apparently. Really? A direct descendant? No impurities in the blood? Not that I know of. Uh, Willikins would know. Willikins? My little dog. Oh, I suppose Willikins might know too. Willikins? My butler, he's looking for Willikins now. But I doubt he shall find him. He's so lazy. You have a dog and a butler, both named Willikins? Yeah, I told everyone it wasn't that hard to understand. A butler named Willikins. Interesting. It's really not. I'm far more interesting than him. Would you like to see one of my drawings? Hmm. Oh, yes, of course. If you'll just wait in the drawing room, I'm sure the master will want to meet you and your pure blood. Why do you keep going on about my blood? Is this a donation center? Ah, you've found us out. Now, if you would kindly wait in the drawing room. That looks like an iron maiden. Yes, we hear that a lot. In you go. The master will want to hear of this at once. Want to hear about what, Igor? And why did I find this Mr. Bib can in the waste basket? You know these are recyclable, right? Who is this strange new voice? Where is Willikins? And more importantly, where is Willikins? And more importantly, oh, fuck this. Episode 13. The unlucky episode. Last time I told you all to fuck off. And I meant it. Die. All of you. Hey, what are you doing in here? What? I... nothing. You were narrating the adventures of Nick and Willikins while I was... napping, weren't you? While you were passed out, more like. That's none of your business. Now go on. Get out of here. Fine. Fine. Sorry about that, folks. That was my identical twin brother. We... actually look nothing alike, but we have identical voices. Never mind. Anyway, last time... Environmentally conscious Dracula? What, seriously? This is what happens when I miss a week. Oh, hello, Master. I thought you were at the Climate Control Summit in Kyoto. Those guys are all a bunch of phonies, Igor. It's all politics to them. They don't care about the precious planet like I do? Few do, sir. And that Al Gore. Sure, he talks a good talk, but I saw him eat a Big Mac from styrofoam packaging. They haven't even come like that since the late 80s. I don't even know where he got it from. I could go for a Big Mac right now, stuffed inside an ham, which itself would be stuffed inside a lasagna. I'd call it a Macamnia. That sounds positively revolting. And think of the chlorofluorocarbons. Do you know how many greenhouse gases are given off by the average ham? Unfortunately, six. Six gases. Now, if you'd be so kind, please relinquish my young charge from the depths of that arcane torture device, or I shall be forced to drive this wooden stake through your heart. I must warn you, I was trained in vampire slaying at Cambridge. Cambridge. 
Can Willikins rescue Nick from a fate exactly as bad as death? Will my evil twin be returning? And would anyone actually eat a... Machamia? Find out in the next impossibly riveting installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins! Episode 14, Court Darkening. Last time you'll recall, I soundly defeated my evil brother without having to resort to a single evil twin cliché. Oh, and Nick was captured by Dracula or something. And then this happened. Now, if you'd be so kind, please relinquish my young child from the depths of that arcane torture device, or I should be forced to drive this wooden stake through your heart. I must warn you, I was trained in vampire slaying at Cambridge. Willikins, you saved me! I never told you to do that, don't you disobey me! So much as it pains me to in any way save you from physical, emotional, or assuming it would actually affect you, mental harm, duty requires me to protect you, whatever the case. So if you could please shut your mewling trap, I have undead to slay. Your god, man, is that a wooden stake? I assure you, it is. Lord below! Do you have any idea how many trees had to be cut down to make that thing? Uh, one. I'm sorry, what exactly does this have to do with saving my young charge? The master is very concerned with the state of the planet. Yes, I've devoted my own life to the safety of Mother Earth. Why? I'm going to live forever. It'd be nice to do it on a planet that had an ozone layer. Look, this is all lovely and everything, but we are trying to get to the colonies, and I'm starting to suspect that this castle is not, in fact, a boat. Also, I haven't said anything in a while. What an unending shame that dark period has come to an end. Come along, sir. Hey, get back here. I need your noble blood. I, I do beg your pardon, sir. His noble blood. I need it. He said he was of noble blood. Uh, how best to describe Master Nick's nobility? Picture a tiny gold carving, perfectly detailed, richly engraved, small but infinitely precious. Now bung it into an ocean of shit. Come along, sir. Hey, wait a second. Hey! Have our heroes finally defeated environmentally conscious Dracula? Where will they go now? What if the castle had been a boat? Wouldn't that have been weird? Find out the answers to some of these questions and no others on the next incredible episode of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 15 Last time, our heroes narrowly escaped the evil clutches of a vampire who was trying to inflict his sinister agenda upon the entire planet. Man, it actually sounds vaguely exciting when I say it like that. I'd listen to that show. I don't care what you say, Willikins. I miss that dungeon. Walking across this vast estate is boring. I could do this at home in my own vast estate. Sir, the fact that I've been carrying you piggyback this entire time would seem to indicate you have no place to complain in this matter. And yet I am complaining. Giddy up, Willikins. Very good, sir. We appear to be approaching some kind of large glass structure, sir. Well, what's all this, then? Sir, I wish you wouldn't use that phrase. It puts me in mind of the Bobbies. My name's not Bobby, it's Ni- Ow! You dropped me! Dreadfully sorry, sir. I don't know how that might have possibly happened. This looks like some kind of glass building, innit? I wonder what's in it. In it. Sir, is it possible the trauma of being tortured by a vampire has managed to make you even more insufferable than usual? What? No! I was having a lovely time with my friend Dracula. Dracula? 
Oh dear, is he coming? Who's this girl? She seems familiar somehow. She should, sir. This is Matilda Titsmarch, one of the many chambermaids of Nick Hall. She's been missing for quite some time now. Seems fairly apparent she's been abducted by the vampire and placed in his service. Must clean the glass before the muster returns. Must clean all the glass or he shan't be best pleased. A chambermaid? Like someone what empties chamber pots in like? And like, yes, sir. But that's your job, innit? Are you telling me this is some kind of... Girlikins? <laughs> Ow! Willikins, your hand just came into quite close contact with the back of my head. Did it? What an unlikely thing to occur. Must clean. Must clean. Miss Tismarch, Mum, listen to me very carefully. You've clearly been abducted by this Dracula person. (laughs) The master will punish me if... If what? If our energy efficiency dips below 97%, this solar collector must be spotless. Wait a minute. Hang on a tick. You're a vampire, isn't you? I am. And you're collecting solar energy. That's right. It's our best hope for a clean, pollutant-free future. From the sun. Oh, God. Sunlight. It never occurred to me before. How could I have been so stupid? No. Well, that's the end of him then, isn't it? Ow! What will become of victimized chambermaid Matilda Titsmarsh? Is she hot? And have we seen the end of environmentally conscious Dracula? Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah, but for the answers to these questions and at least three more, tune in for the next adjective-inducing installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 16. Last time, you'll recall, environmentally conscious Dracula was defeated, hopefully forever, and an actual girl was introduced to the cast. If you can believe that. I can't. Well, Willikins, now we've saved the day and all, we can continue our hedonistic adventures. Sir, I think it prudent that we return young Miss Titsmarch to Nick Hall, where she can be given the best care available in a drafty old manor house next to a rustic village. I don't see why that's necessary. She seems quite all right to me, don't you, miss? You cannot stay here. The master would not approve. See, she's fine. Now let's get out of here. There is no way out of here. It'll be dark soon. Uh, sir, I really think... That's a problem, Willikins. You shouldn't ought not to not be thinking. You're so stupid. I just feel that a real gentleman... I'm a real gentleman. Who says I ain't? We're taking this lovely lady back to Nick Wall post Then we shall continue on to the colonies. Or possibly not, if there is anything interesting to do back home, what I missed the first time. Must take care of the place while the master is away. I think you ought to also carry her, Willikins, as is the gentlemanly thing to do. Very good, sir. Come along. Willikins. Sir? I notice that I am not coming with you. Well, sir, I am already carrying this girl. That is no excuse. This is, unless I am mistaken, England, and we must have our standards. Bend over and I shall climb upon your shoulders. Very good, sir. There we go. Off we go, Willikins. Tallyo. Oh, Willikins, jump over that stream. Must I, sir? Oh, what's this? A little dog. Come along inside, little dog. I should give you a biscuit.
What does this startling development mean? Does it actually mean anything? Should you even care? What's happening behind that bush? Is any of this relevant? Is this thing even on? Find out next week on The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 17. Last time, Willikins, the dog, made a last-minute appearance despite having clearly been disposed of. But fortunately... The castle was hit by a meteor, killing everyone in it, even the dog. Especially the dog. Then a missile wandered away from a nearby testing site and struck the remains. Then, the time-space continuum folded in on itself, preventing the existence of the dog in the first place across all the infinite realities of the multiverse. <laughs> Meanwhile... Did you hear something just now? Sir? I could swear I just heard a noise off in the distance. Sounded a lot like the space-time continuum being folded. Sir, the only appreciable noise in the past several hours has been your ceaseless prattling. I think you mean bantering. I do beg your pardon, sir. Please continue to tell me what I actually mean at every available opportunity. I shall. Willikins? Sir? Wasn't there someone else with us? Yes, sir. There was Matilda Titzmarsh, whom you'll recall was one of your many servants. I will recall that, yes. We rescued her from the vampire and we're bringing her back to Nick Hall to resume her duties. What are you, the narrator? Don't I wish. I'd give a considerable fortune to trade places with him for a week. Not a chance, Jeeves. Whittakins? Sir? Where did Broomhilda go? Matilda, sir. Right, him. Miss Tismarch, the lady, seemed distressed over what she referred to as your utter disregard for her basic decency. I do believe the implication was that you were harassing her somehow. What? Me? Harass? I'm a delightful scamp. How could I ever harass anyone? Well, sir, putting aside the obvious response, I do believe she felt you were harassing her, um... Yes? Sexually. Watchfully? Sexually, sir. Willikins? Sir? What exactly is sex? How will Willikins address this delicate matter with young Nick? How much nerve does it take to assume it's easy to narrate this crap? And will we ever see Willikins the dog again? I do hope we've been incredibly clear on this last point. But for the answers to those and other questions, tune in next time for the ear-splitting mediocrity that is the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 18. Last time, you'll remember, something horrible happened. Willikins. Sir. What is sex? And now, the hopefully not-too-stirring conclusion. Ah. Uh, People always seem to be going on and on about it, and I don't know what it is. Um... I just feel like I ought to be included. And your parents never explained the situation to you? I was always told it wasn't proper when I was a nipper, and of course both my family died under mysterious circumstances or some damn thing. Uh, sir, I don't really think that it's in my job description. Willikins, I recently told you to give me a piggyback ride, and I told you to do it naked on account of how your butlering clothes was making you less aerodynamic. And when I wouldn't carry the clothes, I made you eat them. And when we got back to town, I made you buy new, finer clothes. And when you said you didn't have any money, I made you build a press so you could mint the coins yourself. 
and I still find that less horrible than the prospect of the conversation that is to come, sir. <sighs> very well. When two beautiful bluebirds love one another very much... What, like, like ladybirds? No, sir. Well, one of them is, usually. Sometimes the two birds can be of a single gender, but really... Two ladybirds of a single gender? What, like, like Siamese twins? Uh, what? No. Two sets of Siamese twins? Uh, look, we're getting off topic. When a mama bear and a papa bear are in love... So there's already a baby bear? Uh, no, they're making a baby bear. What? How? Well, the mama bear and the papa bear have special parts. What, like tools? Are they building the bear? Like that store at the mall? That store at the mall is an incredible scandal. Over a hundred dollars and you stuff the bloody thing yourself. It's bloody ridiculous. You get the baby bear at the mall? Do all babies come from the mall? What has this got to do with sex? No, sir. <sighs> Look, when a group of badgers... Why are you always talking about beasts? <sighs> sir, when two people love one another more than any other person on the earth, they join together. The way they join can be very different, but if the people love one another enough, they will find a way. In most cases, this involves one member putting themselves into the body of another, and sometimes it can even result in a baby. But when it's done, it forms a connection more beautiful than anything else upon this planet. Sir? Sir? Oh, I'm sorry, Willikins, I nodded off there. God, you're so... Boring! I missed all of that. <sighs> Very well. Shall we continue onward? Of course we shall, Willikins. Do I have to tell you everything? Are, are they done? <sighs> Thank God. I had my head under a pillow and my fingers in my ears. Anyway. Will Nick do that thing he talked about doing? Will Willikins help him? And what about that other guy from before? What's his deal? Find out next week on the thoroughly revolting adventures of Nick and Willikins. <sighs> Episode 19. 19. It's a reference. Last time, Willikins taught Nick all about the facts of life. What, the TV show? No, the facts. The actual facts. Of life. There are actual facts called the facts of life. Then they get confusing. Not for me. Anyway, on they walked, the annoying little man and his butler. On through Devonshire upon Hertford, past Puddinghenge, through the woods of Warwick, Ford, Chesterham. England. They're in England. They haven't left England in almost 20 episodes now, and that's where they still are. Sir, have you perhaps worked out a destination as such? We, which is to say I, have been walking for at least 10 kilometers. What have I told you about that? Say it right. Must have been walking 68 leagues, two farthings. And sixpence. Don't forget sixpence. Perish the thought, sir. And, as you say, sixpence. That's right. Well, sir... Well, what, Willikins? A destination, some bloody semblance of an idea where you would like me to set you down, if... if you ever have any intention of having me set you down. Well, one assumes I will at some point, but one never can tell what I'm going to do next, can one? No, sir, one, in fact, cannot. Willikins, you know what this road trip needs? A destination? No. Some Buddhist bloke said that the journey is more important than the destination. Or was that Journey? Which is to say the band Journey was his destination. Something like that. 
Now, what we need is some music. You can see where this is going, can't you, Willikins? If only I could shield my mind's eye against seeing it, sir. I shall sing a pop hit, and you shall... I shall attempt to name the tune you are rendering vocally, yes, sir. Now, that's boring. I shall sing a pop hit, and you shall attempt to run at the same tempo as my perfect rhythm. I do have perfect rhythm, you know, Willikins. Of course you do, sir. Also perfect pitch, and a perfectly lovely sense of humour. Anyway, if you're too far off the beat, I shall give you a sharp kick with these. Oh, sir, where and when did you acquire spurs? Never mind that. Get running. On the English butler ran, on into the English countryside. Hours passed. (sighs) I smell like I sound. I'm lost in a crowd. And I'm hungry like the wolf. Willikins. Sir. What is the meaning of these lyrics? I couldn't say, sir, no more than I could tell the meaning of Werewolves of London some hours ago. There does seem to be a distinctively wolfish bent to your song choices. Well, again, would you say that I smell like I sound? Hmm. You mean like Axe body spray? Yes, I suppose you do. Willikins, what the hell is that? What the hell... Hell, was that? Does Nick truly smell like he sounds? How much longer will we milk this tired, tired bit? For the answers to these questions and more, tune in next time for the adventures of Nick and Willikins! Episode 20 Previously, you'll remember that a lot of this happened. (sighs) (sighs) Drop for the wolf, man! Well, because you're not clapping. I, I am rather occupied at the moment, sir. What a terrible excuse. Well, I'm rather occupied. I too am occupied, Willikins, but I can clap. That make me spurn you. Would that you could. What? Oh, excuse me. Spur you. Now, clap for the wolf, man. Ow! Ow! And then this happened. <laughs> and now, this is going to happen. Bloody hell. What is that great green monstrosity, Willikins? A rather rare toad in the hole, sir. What, like the delicious English dish of sausages in the Yorkshire pudding batter? Sir, does it look like a delicious English dish of sausages in Yorkshire pudding batter? In your own time, sir. Rhymes with Poe, sir. Starts with an N. No, it is in fact the creature from which the dish draws its name. A ravenous beast that makes its home in abandoned castle moats and springs out to devour passers-by. It's an ongoing concern in England, sir. I'm surprised you're unfamiliar with it. I prefer to get my news from legitimate sources. You mean make it up? That's right. Are we in any danger? Not yet, sir. The toad in the hole is blind and hunts by smell. It needs several minutes to track its prey before it can lock onto it and attack. What, like the couple of minutes we've been having this conversation for? bugger. Bloody hell, that was his tongue. Faster, Willikins. Sir, I could go much faster if you still weren't digging your spurs into my sides. I'm trying to massage your speed muscles. That doesn't even... Oh, bollocks. Willikins, I've had an idea. Am I going to like it? I can't imagine why not. Willikins, you must sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Greater good of you surviving? Yes, that one. Remember, Willikins, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And if there are only two of us, sir? 
Well, the maths get a bit complicated then, don't they? Sir, this may come as a surprise, but I would like to continue to live. And I would like to see you someday become a man, but some things must be done for the greater good. Specifically my greater good. Now, put me down, there's a good chap. Now, you go face this beast and I shall hide behind that rock. Uh, but sir, I... I... Oh. oh well, mustn't grumble. Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. Britons never, ever, ever shall be... Wow, did, did Willikins just die? Who saw that coming? Anyone? Jeez. And what of Nick behind the rock? I'm fine. Find out in one week on the next thrilling installment of The Adventures of Nick and w uh, Well, The Adventures of Nick, at any rate. Episode 21. In our last episode, we killed somebody off. For real. Not a dream. Not an imaginary story. Nick is dead. Pretty sure if I died, the universe would cease to exist. Oh, right. Not you. The other one. The one in the tuxedo. I never pay attention to these things. Anyway, we join our story some minutes after we left it. Well, I think we're safe now. That spotted dick has gone and sprunged away. Well, it isn't this the part where you correct me and say, Well, I think you'll find it's a totally that's opening the door for me to make some delightfully hurtful comment at the expense of your dignity. Willikins, get up! You're so late! Decapitated! You're so decapitated! This won't do at all, you know! Being headless is absolutely no excuse for lazing about! Get up and continue to carry me! So lazy! I guess I'll go back to that old castle with my own legs and see if Dracula can help us whip up some kind of Frankenstein's. Your death is simply no excuse to leave me to my own devices. If you were to ask Nick how long he walked that night, he'd tell you it was hours. Actually, he'd probably throw in some reference to farthings and hectares or something because he's so tragically English. Anyway, he really only made it about a quarter of a mile before... Oh, this walking under my own power is insufferable. I believe I shall take a rest in this old mural. Meanwhile, back at the remains of Willikins... Slaves! Oh, bloody hell, I've gone and died, haven't I? This doesn't appear to be the afterlife, however. I was led to believe I would meet the Queen Mum there, and various crowned heads of Europe. No, this appears to be... about ten feet from where I met my demise, and about three feet closer to the ground. Good lord, my hands are covered in hair. My snout is... wait, snout? Oh, bollocks, I've gone and reincarnated as a wolf, haven't I? Can't say I didn't see this coming. Oh well, mustn't grumble. My duties resume anew. I suppose I shall have to find young Master Nick using my newly enhanced senses of smell and hearing. He can't have gotten into that much trouble in my brief absence. So off he padded the reincarnated wolf version of Willikins until... Help! Help! The blazes? Sir, where are you? Willikins, you're alive! For a given definition of alive, yes, sir. Wait a minute, are you a wolf now, Willikins? <sighs> Indeed, sir. Blimey, that lie will be confusing, isn't it? What appears to be the trouble, sir? Pardon? Uh, when I arrived, sir, you were calling for help. That doesn't sound like me at all. Sir, I quite clearly heard... I excuse me for a moment. Damn this infernal itch. I do beg your pardon, sir. I distinctly heard you calling for help. Oh, that. 
Well, somehow I found myself tied to these railroad tracks while simultaneously dangling from an actual cliff whilst this mill burns down around my person. Sir, you do realize I am now, through some contrivance of metaphysics, an actual wolf. I am not as such in any position to rescue you in your current situation. So lazy! Is this the end of young Nick? Will Willikins remain a wolf? How does that even make sense? Find out in the next thrilling season of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Oh, we're taking a break from this nonsense? Thank God. I think it's time for someone to renegotiate his contract. The Adventures of Nick and Willikins Series 1 featured Matt Robotham as Nick, Ron Elgar Watt as Willikins, and Dave Fields as the narrator. And that lady at the beginning what said, Are now the Adventures of Nick and Willikins? With Duncan Bosco as Delivery Man, Jason Wallace as Environmentally Conscious Dracula, Joseph Ravenson as Good Great Aunt Petunia, Mark Bosco as Igor, and Sabrina Snyder as Matilda Titsmarch. Special thanks to Gav Brown, Chris Page, and Sean Azielka for not being too cross that we recast them. The original performances was lovely. It was written by Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2010 and 2016.